This is 10 Minutes at the Bar with Mike Teen. You give us 10 minutes, he gives you the world of Miami law. All right, welcome back to 10 Minutes at the Bar. This is episode number 160. And I am here, luckily, with the great trial master, Celeste Seblest Higgins, here at the Panther Coffee Shop in Coconut Grove. How are you, Celeste? I'm doing great, thanks. Thank you so much for coming and, and making the time for us. Of I um, You are really one of the most uh, impossible lawyers ever to try a case against. When we, when I was at the U.S. Attorney's Office, I called you the wall. Oh my God! Because there was no, you just when you came into the case, I was in trouble. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, how many cases, how many cases have you tried to verdict before a jury uh, in federal court? I, at last count, it was one hundred and two. Stop. No, 102. Yeah, I had to look that up. Um, and I might be missing a few because uh, Pacer, doesn't go, <laughs> Pacer doesn't go that that far. Oh, my God. That You know what? That's the most I've heard from anyone. Uh, you, there's, there's a few people out there have more, but, uh, but that, yeah, that's what happens when you stick around for a while. Now, stick around in the Federal Public Defender's Office here in Miami. Right. I started there in 1992, and I just left about a year ago. Okay, so doing the math, that's... Uh, 27, oh, 26 years. Oh, actually. my gosh. Wow. And, and how long have you been out in private practice now? Uh, technically, uh, I've been out a year and two months, but not really. I was at the University of Miami teaching or heading up the litigation skills department for about a year, and then I decided to go out about a couple months ago. So you've been o- you've been in private practice only two months. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Great, Everybody it's who has a case that they want to try, civil or criminal, you need to call Celeste Celeste Higgins. And get her on your trial team because she is, I can attest, because I was the victim of it, she can attest, she can try a case uh, as good or better than literally anyone you will ever see. Um, Thank you. Let me ask you this. How many of those 102 cases were... Did you get acquittals for the defendant, your client? Acquittals are, are hanging. Uh, and I, for a while there, I was hanging more than anybody else could hang cases. Yes, I know. Um, I remember I was the victim of that. I, I remember sitting around the table talking to a few of the federal judges, and they all said, you had the first hung jury I ever had. And then the next one said, oh, that's funny. Uh, you had the first one I ever had. And, I, and it, it, was, it was kind of a funny moment because I didn't realize that it was it, not that many people got hung juries. But either hang, hanging or... Uh, acquittals about about 30. Wow. Oh my gosh. Congratulations you. to you. you. You should have like the commu- Miami community. Well, let's just say the Miami, uh, we'll call them the client community, should give you an award. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. No one has that. No, I, I well, I don't know. Uh, I don't keep track of other people's statistics. I bar- barely keep track of my own, but you know, I just do my best. All right. So now you, this is now I need to get some of your secrets here. Okay. So you're the perfect person to ask for this. Give us some of your trial secrets. Give, give it to 
but pretend you know you just are giving this gift to young trial lawyers starting out. What what's a what's a good tip or two for them to have? Well, I first thing is that you, you can't be afraid of of the fear of going to trial. You can't you can't let that consume you. You have to take it. You take it on, and you use it. Um, you just channel that sort of fear, and you just use it. Um, because if you if you get afraid of going to trial then you will not be able to get through it. And so you just have to be fierce. I guess my word is fierce, the weird of the day. Um, as far as in the courtroom, I, my attitude has always been, this is my courtroom. Ugh. And judges will always say, you're not doing that in my courtroom. They, there's a limit to how much it's their courtroom. Oh, the trial gosh, that's beautiful. Wow. So I come in and it's... Because it I, isn't their courtroom. It isn't their courtroom. It's the people's courtroom. And it's the Constitution's courtroom. And so I walk in and I'm usually in very high heels. and uh, <laughs> Something I can't say. Well, but you know, the, the, my point is that I, I, even though I was a federal public defender, I dressed like I was somebody's lawyer and I was there for business. And so I owned the courtroom, I walked in, I was confident. Even if I was nervous, even if I was afraid, I was always confident because, because I was prepared. I mean, and so part of, part of the tip is you do everything you can to be prepared so that when you walk in, it's your courtroom and you're, you're not gonna be flummoxed and you're not gonna be rattled. Wow, and I can personally say that that really is the image and the reality that that you projected when I was up against you and and why it was so difficult. And I I just knew it was going to be not just an uphill, but a vertical battle against you when (laughs) when we were against each other. And I I lost many a hearing, and I, I specifically remember one hang uh, on it on. And I think there were two. Um, but it's been a long time ago, and I'm old, and my memory's faded. Did you bit. try a case with Judge Jordan? Yes. That's the only case he ever tried. It was the two of you <laughs> against me, and I think that was a hung jury. In it front was of Judge a. Graham. It was, and it was a. Um, and it was a bench trial. No, no, it was a jury it trial. Okay. It was a jury trial, and um, yes, that was one of my first cases. And you smacked me around the courtroom like I was a little <laughs> high school student who didn't even have a law degree. So, but I just want to come back to one thing that you said, Celeste, when you said, you know, when you're afraid of trial, when you're, when you're nervous about going in, and, and, and all of us are, and, and still are, even after, you know, years and years and years of doing this, right? I mean, we are. Yeah, I, I, I feel like if you're not nervous going into trial, then you should probably step away. Because part of, the, I mean, nervous is okay. Fearful is not okay. You can't be afraid. But you can be nervous because nervous means that you know that there's something on the line and that you know you need to perform. It's like going to, if you're an athlete, right before your event begins, you're going to be nervous. You can't be afraid of it, but you can, but you're going to be nervous because you know you can perform, you know what you're capable of doing, and now you just need to get up there and do it. That's such great advice. Um, Okay, so tell us, what's your proudest moment in court after all, all these years? You know, almost three decades as a, as a federal public defender. My, well, there's been a few cool moments. I'm sure you have a lot. I'm sure you have a lot. There's been a, you know, some of them were, were cool. Some of them were important. But at least one of them that I can remember, and my, my science teacher, Mrs. Adams, is going to be so proud of me. <laughs> because um, I, it, was a, it was a rape on the high seas case. And... The testimony was that the uh, victim had bruising on her on her neck. 
that she claimed had been caused by my client by pressing so hard. The doctor had said that it looked more like hickeys. And so when, when pressed for information, the doctor was talking about how much pressure would be required to make those marks. And I remembered at that point that the trachea is made up of cartilage, and I remember that it takes very little to break it. Some people who do martial arts would probably have known that anyway, but I'm only going back to my anatomy class. And so on redirect examination, uh, I was able to ask the doctor, you know, how much, if that amount of pressure had been placed on this woman's neck, what would have happened? And he immediately figured out where I was going. He said it would have broken. And I said, what is it made of? And he said, cartilage. And what is that? The same stuff. It's in your nose. And at that point, I kind of knew we were going to win. And we did. And oh, my gosh. One of the jurors later on, we had a brown bag with the judge. And one of the jurors later on said, you know, that moment when you talked about the trachea, that, that just really resonated with me. And, I, and so I was kind of proud that I remembered that. Oh, that's a great story. I know you had a lot of those. I know that's how you got your reputation. But tell me one thing, though. The judge had a brown bag with the jurors and the lawyers afterwards. No, just the lawyers. Oh, just cool. The lawyer. he, the, Who was it, it? It was Judge Graham and Judge... I don't know if he still does this, but he, he would give the jurors these like surveys, and they could, they could give opinions about what they had observed. Um, and... Uh, they, these folks did. So most of them wrote back, and then so the judge brought all four lawyers into his chambers. We sat down with a brown bag, and we discussed what was in those surveys, and um, and so that was one of the things that was revealed. Uh, and you know, it was it was uh, it was good. It was a good. Oh, that's so cool. That's cool that that Judge Graham did that. He's such a a trial lawyer's judge. Yes, he is. Okay, so um, how about? Your most embarrassing moment, Celeste. <laughs> and it is really kind of embarrassing, but, but it's not unheard of, I don't think. You know, we're so programmed for our objections, and I, was, I had called a witness, and they were on the stand, and I'm finished, and the government gets up, and they're doing some cross-examination, and in some moment, I get distracted, and I hear the leading question, and I get up, and I go, leading! <laughs> <laughs> and then the judge and the attorney both look at me like, you're kidding, right? And I went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on cross. Sorry, withdrawn. Um, and, oh, that's um, funny. I was, it was, oh, that's I mean, funny. I was a little embarrassed, but I'm, I mean, I guess it can happen. Gosh, if that was your most embarrassing moment, then oh, you don't want to hear my most embarrassing moments because I've got like 50 that are worse than that. But <clears throat> that's why I'm interviewing you and you're not interviewing me as one of my always leading trial lawyers. Who is the prosecutor on the case? I can't tell you. I don't really remember. I know it was Judge Huck because Judge Huck, Huck looked at me like I had like a horn coming <laughs> out of my head, and rightfully so. I don't remember. Uh, I was just so mortified, good. and then I went, I'm just going to sit down now. Yeah. All right, so last question because it's 10 minutes at the bar, so we're, and we're at the 10-minute mark. Yep. So last question is, do you have a, a saying or a mantra or a, a words to live by that you – you kind of use as a guide in your in your law practice, Celeste? I, I go back to this word because I really like it. Be fierce, be strong. And that and, and that just takes me through. Just be fierce and be strong. Don't be afraid. Oh, such good advice. I uh, what an honor to have uh, this opportunity to talk with you and, and such a great trial lawyer and I'm I'm so glad that you are in private practice now. It's a huge loss for the public defender, the federal public defender here in Miami, but they are obviously one of the best in the nation, if not the best in the nation. And 
have a lot of great trialers, but I'm really looking forward to co-counseling with you uh, now that great. you're now that you're out. And um, we'd be on the same side. That oh, <laughs> so much better for me. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Celeste. And thank you. For Everybody calls Celeste when they need a trial lawyer. <laughs>